A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, mate. Hi, mate. How are you? Yeah, really good, actually. Really good. Yeah. Um, all the better for things. Um, but before we go into anything, mm. I would just like to um, kind of reiterate what you said last week and thank everybody for um, listening to us because obviously that's time out of your day. Um, but also, thank you so much for the kind words, the support that we've been getting. Um, it's really good feedback for us personally. Um, and of course, as you know, we just do this for ourselves. It's a, it's a catch up. It's, um, our weekly check-in, um, which people should be doing. Um, and hopefully it's encouraging to you to do the same. Um, but what I would like is just a little request if you could, um, you know, sort of when you've listened to the podcast, just a, a like, um, subscribe and, please leave a review. It just encourages other people to hopefully listen to us too. It helps us uh, go up the rankings. So, you know, that's why I think all these YouTube podcasts, they all have the same thing. But I think that, you know, with a bit of sincerity to say, look, you know, we, we really appreciate all the feedback so far. And we, you know, we really would love you to uh, help us make this a bigger thing. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you all for listening. Doug. Yes, mate. Um, we didn't get there last week. Um, I know we'd had chats with it, uh, but it was just something we needed to probe a bit more, uh, given that this is a bit of a check-in anyway. But you, know, yep. you said you had a wobble. Um, and I thought it might be a good time to just talk a bit more on this episode uh, about mental health. It's not something... I know it's something that we don't... We didn't want this podcast to be about mental health per se but just about good things and the good things we bring into our lives but I think you know it's worth us visiting because you'd mentioned it and a few things had come up with me but I am um, let's have a mental health check-in you, you had a wobble yeah. yeah so 
yes, it is, it is important to bring these things up, actually. Um, so I mentioned that I'd had a wobble. Um, I think for me, it was more of um, an awareness that I was um, definitely reaching burnout. Mm. Um, you know, and, and for me, that, that often looks, you know, with with having dissociation my brain just goes into a protective bubble and and whatever way i want to look at it, it it's taking me away um you know as i've everybody is probably aware and for those that aren't you know i've described it before but it, it's it's been quite dangerous at times for me to be in a dissociative state and um you know having a bit of an awareness that if i'm reaching you know, pure exhaustion and burnout that I'm going to reach into that stage soon. I wanted to, you know, force myself to have this break. I reckon I, I probably would have, uh, um, prolonged that. I would have, I would have kept putting that off. You know, if I, if, if I hadn't have just suddenly been like, I, I can't, you know, there, I had that week and we, we spoke about it before I went away where I was just, I was tired. I was completely unmotivated. Nothing was, I wasn't really able to do anything, but I was still, you know, autonomously getting up and doing stuff, Mm. but just not well, just not very good. And I I was, you know, I was really struggling because, um, you know, obviously 18 months ago, um, you know, dad died and I with everything that I do, whenever something tends to drastically um, happen, I put it to one side in my brain um, and deal with it as and when. And the as and when hadn't really started. So, you know, 18 months of not really dealing with that meant that I was just uh, fucking exhausted and tired and not sure if I wanted to go into my third year of uni, not sure if I wanted to carry on with the project that I was doing and some very intrusive um, thoughts that uh, I thought I was well past, but um, you know, it's, I think for me, it's that, um, that give up. I'm a very uh, all or nothing human being. Mm -hmm. So if it's, um, you know, I'll give everything and everything and everything. But if I've got nothing left to give, then my brain's just like, eh, give up. <laughs> so I'm like, no, fuck it. I'll go and sit on a beach for five days instead. That would yeah. be better. Um, but having that awareness to recognize that I was, I was struggling. I was, I was at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important to, to be very upfront about that and be like, you know grief is uh, we've spoken about it on you know other uh, another podcast but uh, you know grief is very difficult to manage for most people at the best of the times and how they manage it is always completely different i hadn't really dealt with it um and i think it's probably because we weirdly and this is something i didn't know happened that much um but you know we still haven't even got our gravestone for my dad yet mm. you know and that's that's 18 months it's a long time so there's no actual final closure for that yet no yeah. we're, we're not there um so it'll be nice when that does finally arrive i don't 
over it, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but it, it just reminds you, and, you know, I happen to live very close to the cemetery that Dad's, um, you know, buried in. So at night time, it's, a, it's an easy place for, for Charlie to be let off the lead and have a run around. Sorry if he poos on someone's grave. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we walk past it. I walk past it on a, on a, every night basically um and you know you just notice it's not there you know i don't stop every day and and have a a little chat with my dad but i acknowledge you know it's like saluting a magpie as you walk past kind of thing um but yeah i i hadn't dealt with that and you know, the, we're, with there not really being a closure of it. I don't, I've said it before. I don't think you'll ever deal with it properly. You're always in that situation. Um, you know, it's a loss. So, yeah, it's a strange um, one. I mean, you know, we, we have had chats about this before. Um, grief, and until you experience grief, you can't, you know, you don't, you can only imagine what it's like for per the people going through that and everyone then you know handles grief differently um i i much like you i think i've made myself quite busy and didn't really hand deal with the grief i was trying to be a rock that you know for my sister for my dad and you know other people and um and never really actually coming to terms with not coming to terms but just put uh, not really dealing with my own situation and um and then I always thought I'd end up being able to process it in a medicine ceremony and it took a little while to go and sit with the medicine and um and even then it didn't come up so what well, I think the medicine had told me that you know you're all right you're okay and yep. d- don't worry but I've got to say that the last few weeks you know a few bits have come up where I'm like shit I miss my mum you know yeah. like it's <laughs> It's a it's a really strange thing. And my mum was an amazing cook. I think I might have said this before, but you know, and definitely an inspiration for me. But um, I miss her cooking, and it's those little things that you know, the countless times when I'm like driving along, and that's when I'd always find myself with a bit of time to be able to have a a conversation. So I give her a call, and now I just talk out aloud as if she's in the car. But um, which is funny because I'd always tell. Her, <laughs> Whenever I used to give her a lift anywhere and she'd start moaning about my speed, I'd say, do you want to get out? <laughs> <laughs> so that's definitely come up. Um, but, you know, just those little bits and pieces. I think it, it, for me, it's probably I've, I need to go and do some medicine work again. Yeah. Or maybe I don't need the medicine. Maybe I've just got to sit down and try and process it. But part of me feels that it, it's a false... It, it, it's being forced if I try and grieve that way do you know what I mean yeah um friends I've talked to um they've said yeah it'll hit you when you least expect it and maybe it will maybe it won't do you know but there's definitely been things over the course of my you know last couple of months where I'm just like I'm missing I'm missing those conversations I'm missing you know my mum's food and all them things and and then the reality of like shit this is going to happen to all of us at some, do you know what I mean yeah. we, we get into that point where we start losing our loved ones and um, and then what is the other side do I really believe that in the afterlife all those little bits and pieces <laughs> yeah. so you start questioning everything um, but yeah I feel that it's 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 such a strange thing 
grief. It's it's such a normal part of life, and yet completely, it, it's so hard to get our heads around at the same time. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, my, I think, you know, as huge drastic changes in the world that my dad would be fucking pulling his hair out with anyway. But <laughs> I, you know, I um. When I when I got given this uh, Bahrain job, you know the first first person I wanted to tell was was my dad because it was to do with racing. You know we yeah. obviously for for years we haven't been able to do it. You know obviously with COVID couldn't do any of that during that period. Um, and being away for work, I hadn't really been able to do it. But I think the last time me and my dad went racing was with my brother. It was, a, it was about eight years ago. It's a long time to go without doing it. You know, we grew up doing all of that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, even just wanting to have a conversation with him about the Formula One, how fucking one-sided it is again this year and, and that sort of stuff. It's, um, you know, you do find yourself... Um, I definitely have missed him a lot over the last month, more than I had before. Um, you know, it would be nice for him to see what kind of dog Charlie's grown into after all he was you know Charlie was his um you know, all of these little things and um it kind of you know you sort of remind yourself of the root of of certain issues and you know I, I'm I'm aware that pretty much fully aware of the root of um the start of why all of these things developed for me growing up you know mm. um obviously adhd never really helped but um it certainly was a link and you know f physicality from um certain teacher in primary school led to uh me not wanting to communicate with people anymore because i just was under the il illusion that people wouldn't believe me um so you know that kind of you just I, I learned at a very young age not to stress or talk about these things and just just get on with it and you know it was not the best way to go about it but obviously it's then stemmed and you're constantly hiding and constantly um ignoring pain and and you know pushing it back and pushing it back that's that's what led to the um you know dissociative episodes and I'm aware that you know if I had gone any longer pushing this little break back that I, I'd been on about for fucking months, I was, yeah, I was going to probably end up in a bad way. So it was really good to, you know, obviously it's not just the situation with dad. It's been a very interesting, long-winded 12 months with lots of things, uh, you know, around that, other people leaving. Um, but it's being aware of that. Awareness is right. I mean, and, and we, we've talked before about like, making space for yourself whether it is in morning meditation or in the evening but just you know stepping out of you get away from the tv and the f mobile phones and just you know finding a little sacred few moments each day for yourself yeah um and you know i do it a lot i don't do it enough sometimes but it, it's just when you've got that space you can check in how am i feeling Maybe I do it through journaling a lot as well. But, you know, when, when you're aware of shit, you know, I've taken on too much. Like, I'm about to go to Canada and this week 
has been quite crazy with a lot of things going on, you know, and um, I wanted to give my space before going, not just be like, I'm going to be out there doing some work and I'm going to be, you know, foraging and hunting and fishing and going to Banff National Park. I'm super excited. But, you know, I've got to think about packing because it's it's different. It's going to be cooler. So, you know, what do I want for all these different adventures and activities? Um, it's a bit more than just, you know, getting my passport, my toothbrush and a pair of fucking swimming trunks to go to Ibiza. Do you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? It's yeah. just like, oh, actually, I've got to think a bit more about this. And yet, you know, there's a bunch of stuff going on at work. I've done an event. I was supposed to do a few other things. And as those other things cancelled, I'm like, thank fuck for that. Because somehow I've taken on too much again. Yeah. And some things have been in my diary for ages, but other things creep in. And all of a sudden, you haven't got the space. Like, I'm notoriously bad at getting back to people with emails and phone calls and text messages. And I make no apologies there. Um, But I know today I'm just going to have to open WhatsApp and go through that. Um, Because this be the first time I've got to do that. And then, Yeah. yeah, I fly tomorrow. So having the space to be able to do those things, you know, push things aside, don't take on too much. We're busy people. So, you know, when I say don't take on too much, it's like we're busy by nature. Just don't make it any worse for yourself, (laughs) please. (laughs) And if you do, don't do it too often because, you know, you know, I'm guilty of that. I know you are. But if you don't have the time for the awareness, if you don't have, then you'll, you'll miss some of those markers that say slow down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then you're in the fucking bin. You're in trouble. And that's really hard to get out of. I think, you know, when we talk, I know it's probably a bit easier for me because I don't have the disassociative worry. But there are things when I, you know, burnout hits me, exhaustion hits me, and I'm just like, people can't get a fucking word out of me because I'm just exhausted. And I don't want to be in that place too often. It's not, it's not, threatening to my mental health but it's just not a good place to be too often so I still need that check-in I just still need to make sure I'm not doing too much and be realistic not chasing money just saying you know if a job comes through can you do this it's like I actually can't because I've got this 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 on but I've got no day for myself to recharge and and that has to be sacred and I say it to you because you know you're a dear friend and I wouldn't want you to go back down to those go down that path again do you know what I mean yeah, so absolutely. it's imperative that you know you're checking in on yourself but I'm checking in on you and just seeing how you're doing yeah yeah and and you know I guess we we've both sort of reached that extremity um you know and, and that was how we met really um and that, like me having a an understanding of the root of of you know my long-term mental health issues but actually i say that um i manage very well these days yeah very very well um it just doesn't i mean you know if you don't mind me saying it just doesn't feel like that long since you know we lost you through the pandemic do you know what i mean because we were doing so well at the beginning and then we started putting the podcast out and then doug went missing for like eight months and it was just it was really hard because we couldn't get hold of you in any yeah. way. And I know you were going through what you were going through. We've discussed a lot of that, but yeah, it's, we felt helpless to be able to do anything for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and whereas, you know, I suppose, yes, that was, well, we're coming up to 
what release date <laughs> from, from the pandemic was what t- just over two years ago now yeah um you know and it's yeah it's been considering what happened um you know and what has happened in the last 18 months um managed or am have learnt and am still learning to manage very very well mm. um you know i certainly a few years ago wouldn't have been in a position to have, have recognized that i was close to burnout you know that that the thing during covid was was i mean everybody was was going through through covid yeah um but i think what a lot of people were gaining from the break from normal life yeah. as much as everybody was isolated and were that you know the you were told not to go outside it wasn't so it wasn't really so bad for many people it's detrimental hmm. but i think a lot of people gained a lot from the rest that they didn't realize they were going to get yeah I'd, I'd like to think that there was you know a lot of people i knew that grew from the experience i mean i know you and i lost a lot of money a lot of, a lot of money yeah <laughs> and yet it put us on a, uh, uh, our own individual paths to of self-improvement and you know we, we've, we've got some good things that we can say came out of that time yeah um and sometimes i wish it was the first lockdown again because i'm fucking fed up of doing certain things <laughs> but no obviously never want to go there again yeah. uh but yeah i'm also grateful for the experience yeah and i, I think you know we what we did we we did suffer a fair bit, and, and we were relentless through it as well. You know, we were doing things every day. Um, it was yeah. funny actually because we'd never been with Pilot Light. We've never been so um, relevant? relevant, really. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And yet, you know, it's not something that we could make a business from. You know, we were tied to restaurants, and all restaurants were shut down. So it was just, um, yeah, very very difficult. But we did. I think we did what we needed to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I and I certainly, yeah, obviously, it would be nice if things went slightly differently, but I don't really regret um, how we went about it. I think you know we was there was a lot of people that we were helpful to. Um, you know, I still get comments, complete, not not strangers now, but they you know they were strangers when I met them. Um, you know, recently where they've they've turned around and gone. You know, we used to listen to everything that you did during the lockdown, and thank you so much. Mm. And you just think, oh. Oh, cool. You know, yeah. I mean, the, the thought of just being able to help one person is, you know, is a worthy cause. But to, you know, to be able to help a bunch of people and trying to keep that energy up, not just for other people, but for ourselves as well. Like it, it kept us going. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I, I mentioned the root of stuff a minute ago, and I was I was just wondering if you would uh, be comfortable enlightening us with the root of how your situation probably came to its Mm. headlong a few years back yeah i mean this is something we've had a a brief chat about i know um over the years and um it's funny because you know when i in the years that we've been doing doing pilot light or you know even talking about mental health um for a lot of it, I've kind of felt fraudulent as well, and and there are there are a number of reasons why. But you know, I, while I was going through my own stuff, I'm just like shit. My shit is still not as bad as other people, and yet you know I've become this 
ambassador for mental health or you, you know just speaking out about it um it was wrong of me to judge myself like that you yeah. know uh, we all have very valid experiences and um but you know 2015 end of 2015 I, I was hit with depression and depression wasn't really something I totally believed in it I think maybe that's the wrong choice of words. I know I've said that before, but um, because I had no frame of reference for depression, yep. I I just thought it was a lot of us were, we just didn't know how good we had it a lot of the time. You know, it was a load of Westerners moaning about their lives and, you know, it was like, we've, we've got so much, how can you be depressed? And yet, you know, when you go through it, you realise actually it's not really that at all. It's not the way you're thinking. There's there's a whole load of things that lead to depression or can cause depression. And, um, and you know, when I went on this deep dive with my own life, I mean, depression came out of an unhappiness and an unhappiness that I'd carried around with me for all, you know, my adult life, really. Um and with that I just felt that that's the way life was you know I'd accepted it I didn't know that I could be happy um and I drank and I took a lot of drugs and I partied a lot and you know I was with a lot of women and I just thought that was what life was because that you know life doesn't really get I didn't know that there was happiness out there and a lot of that stemmed for when I went on the deeper dive for it there was a a trauma in my life uh when I was 20 um I got attacked uh I was out one night with some friends and um I used to teach I used to train uh Muay Thai and uh one night in my hometown, I got attacked by a guy, and my mates fucked off down the road and left me to. <laughs> he was a big lump, and I'm a big lump, but he was bigger. Uh, anyway, suffice to say that uh, because I do what I do, he came off really bad, and uh, he was in hospital in a very bad way, and I was arrested uh, for one below one below attempted murder. Um, uh, I was looking at life in prison. So I was 20 years old. And for a year of my life, I was looking at two counts of GBH, one carrying a life sentence, the other one carrying a minimum of three years. So, you know, my life at that stage, I, I wasn't a chef. I was a musician. My, you know, everything about my life was music, guitar. I, I, I was... Um, looking to go out to the US to study music production. Um, you know, I, I had it figured out. I yeah. had it mapped out. That was, that's, music was my life. So, you know, it was only when I was hit with the news that, you know, I could be looking at a minimum of three years, maximum of life. I'm like, shit, that's not the way my life's supposed to be, you know? Yeah. And this fucking piece of shit fucking attacks me. And now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. 
It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm the one that's looking at life like how is that fair and it took a year for the trial to come round. so you know um a year of my life where I'm just didn't know it kind of stopped between the 2021 20, my life just was on pause and I didn't know what to do I couldn't pick up a guitar I couldn't write fucking songs I couldn't sing I couldn't do any of that for a good six months and then the six months the, the, the out of that time I was on bail and waiting for the trial the first six months was just uh, worry scared all that all those emotions and then the other six months as it came closer to the trial I was like I just want this over and done with now yep. because I've been carrying this around and I Good news is I, I I got found not guilty on both charges uh, after a week in uh, Crown Court. But and while it was a cause for celebration, I never really got my life back on track in that way because yeah. it was yeah a year out. Um, by that point, I was just like shit. I've got to start again. You know, a few things hadn't quite worked out. Um, I had to earn money, so I because I fucked up all my exams at school and. Um, I hated school, <laughs> but you know, because I was going to be a musician and tour the world and, you know, um, live that life. Uh, I didn't need to go to school. I didn't need to, you know, fucking speak French or any of these things. I wish I had now, but <laughs> comes in handy in the kitchen. Um, but yeah, there's so many things I didn't know. School was bullshit. I wanted to be a rock star. And, um, anyway, I had to, after the trial, I had to uh, find some money, so I went into a kitchen because I was actually kind of good at cooking. I loved, you know, eating and everything about food, so I started working in uh, a local pizza place. And um, anyway, it was very consuming. It wasn't really giving me enough, excuse me, time to do my music. It's really difficult to have a part-time job. In or it was at the time, I couldn't really have part time jobs, so it was kind of all or nothing. Um, but it wasn't really giving me the time to work on my music. 
I didn't really get back into guitar. I was taking a lot of pills and thought, shit, I'm going to be a DJ. So I just moved instruments. Uh, um, I was going to be a house DJ. So that was like what I was trying to balance. And, you know, I was. I was playing some gigs and bits and pieces. But um, I think what was happening over a certain amount of time was that I was getting a little bit more money. I was good at cooking. So I'd get a little bit more money, a little bit more responsibility, can't do that gig because now I've got to work on a Friday night or yeah. Saturday night. Okay. And you fall behind on buying records and, um, you know, slowly, I guess the next minute I'm, I'm thinking, shit, I'm the head chef of this place and I haven't fucking played a gig for ages. So um, that's the, the short version. <laughs> I, yeah, I wanted to be a musician. This incident happened. It took a year out of my life and then I found myself in a kitchen and I, I started living this kind of musician life vicariously with cooking because chefs were now the new rock stars. Okay. Yeah. And I was good at what I was doing. I was running one of Kent's best restaurants and, you know, head chef at 26 and, you know, I was like, actually I could do this, yeah. but I wasn't, it wasn't about I think it was the, the, there was an unhappiness. I was just enjoying the party. I was enjoying being good at what I was doing and then fucking partying really hard afterwards and thinking this was life. And it really wasn't life. And in, meanwhile, something inside was saying, look, you didn't do your first love. You know, music was your first love. And it was eating me up. Anyway, roll on a couple of decades. <laughs> to, <laughs> Uh, not quite 20 years later, but, you know, maybe 15 years or so later, um, I was in a relationship and I think for, it was the kind of first relationship where I thought she's saying the right things and I'm, you know, I'm ready to settle down, you know, and really what I was doing, I was putting my happiness in someone else. I was never really dealing with the fact that I was unhappy. Um... So when that relationship broke up, I had nothing. I, 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 I was quite devastated. But, you know, on reflection, it wasn't about the relationship. It was about the fact that I'd, I'd felt happy with someone else rather than dealing with my own happiness. I'd had a really shit year that year anyway. So it was compounding what was happening to me. And it was end of 2015 and I just sunk into depression and, you know... Um, it was an awful place to be. It was, I was suicidal. I was just not in, you know, it was just such a, you can't experience it. It's like trying to experience, describe your DMT trip. You can't experience what you're feeling, but you just feel nothing. You feel numb, but you also feel a lot of pain at the same time. It's, it's just uh, horrible. Um, And I I didn't know where I wanted to be, but I I knew I didn't want to be in that space. So, but, you know, I used various techniques and things to, to pull myself out of that hole. You know, we've talked about it before, but affirmations, putting signs up, positive notes around my flat, just to kind of change, just change my my viewpoint, I guess. You yep. know, um, just having things that kept me going. Great quotes, like you know, there was that Churchill one, when you're going through hell, keep going. And I was just like, I'm going through that. That's what I'll just remind myself. I'm, I don't know how I'm getting out of this, but let's not fucking hang around. Yeah. Um, so 
you know that was important it was uh, a lot of things then started helping me through that you know therapy parents um friends business partners a lifestyle change there was all those bits and pieces and I got out of that and when I was in a better place that's when I was like actually that's when I understood it wasn't about the breakup it was about this putting happiness in someone else so that made you know that started the deep dive into okay well how can I get happy what are the things that I need to do to be happy with myself and I spent that year just applying different things looking at kind of spiritual communities and why are they so fucking happy and um you know not drinking and taking drugs you know I quit that for a bit and was in a better place so it was a lot of good things and then finally at the end of the year I I took myself off to India for about three weeks on my own and it was like one a reward for getting through that year but it was also a test it was like the final test can you be alone can you be on your own for yeah you know a period of time and um interestingly when I got out there this is to end of 2016 and I got out there and it was Christmas back home and everyone's posted on Instagram having the best time they're fucking Christmas jumpers and stuff and I'm like fuck (laughs) (laughs) this is going to be hard and I wasn't expecting it to be so hard I was in a you know I've always loved India and I go there a lot I hadn't been there a lot at the time um so (laughs) It was like the this test of being in a, a very very different country, very different you know culture, on my own, and how am I going to fare with that? And I travelled around, but you know, backpacked up and down, and um, I got through it, and I got through it in a way that was life changing for me. You know, I it, it was an experience. You know, people go backpacking for months. I I had three weeks to do this, but. It was just enough to say, yeah, you can be alone. Mm. Actually, you like being alone. Yeah. <laughs> you like this a lot. Um, and that was it. And and while, you know, I still go through phases, I don't want to say that, you know, my mental health's in great, the best shape, because it fluctuates. We talked about, you know, rest. We talked about, I know what pushes me. And it's the same for anyone. I, I know I will never go back to having depression again like yep. that I've put too many things in place now to stop and even you know the, the grieving parent my mum dying um other relationships when they've kind of taken a wobble or whatever like I'm okay I don't things are going to be sad when people come and go out of your life it's sad mm-hmm. but you know what I'm happy within my life and I don't put my happiness in others that while it's sad I'm never going to hit rock bottom again yep. and I can say that with just total, you know, conviction that I know that that's never going to happen to me. I'm too aware of things. I've got too much support now. Doesn't mean I'm not going to get unhappy. Doesn't mean if I don't work myself too much that I'm not going to be like, you know, have those little wobbles of like, shit, actually, you need to pull some rain in on a few things. But um, I got that, I, I put that to bed. And, you know, subsequent medicine ceremonies and, going on that deeper dive, looking at my life and, you know, the, the things I haven't done, the little moments of regret I've managed to put past me and um, I think I'm all right. 
I think I'm all right with that. I'm okay not being a musician. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I still play. I, you know, I, I play fucking guitar in medicine circles. I, I don't play in rock bands anymore, but or metal bands. But um, I'm all right with that. I'm okay. It's that um, first love thing, isn't it? It's the you first never forget love. Your yeah. First love. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I. I you know, I think without even saying it, just a second ago, you 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 hit the nail on the head with ultimate responsibility for yourself. Mm. I, th- I think, um, and you know, as controversial as this may sound, you know, working in mental health for the length of time that we have now, I know that we've not really done a lot over the last twelve months, but I, you know, I, st- I gave a, a mental health talk at a hospitality event three weeks after my dad died, and. Um, said to myself it'd be the last one I ever do because I realised at that that point the people in hospitality weren't going to change no matter what I was talking about um, and it was you know it was ultimate responsibility I have come to terms very much like you you know I went to to Thailand for three weeks on my own thinking you know how was that going to be mm. what was it going to be like you know can I do it should I do it um and I learned quickly that I very much enjoy my own company. You know, I've, <laughs> in the last three and a half years, I've not been on a holiday with anyone else apart from myself. Yeah. Um, you know, I won't put my happiness in someone. It is my responsibility yeah. to make sure that I don't put myself in those situations again mm. and to ultimately recognize when I'm reaching those those stages like you have put a lot of effort into making sure there's bits and pieces around me all the time that I'm doing. That's good for me because, you know, you said it, there's depression is a, is a multitude of many things. Um, it might not even be your depression. It might be the, the, the trauma that's happened to your great grandfather that's come down through, um, cell recognition yeah it's, you know it, cell memory is is a, is a real thing it happens so and incidentally uh, this is what a lot of medicine work teaches us that yeah. we're healing our part you know trauma from our lineage do you know what i mean yeah. and and we can go to those places and you know i'm not going to go there with, with another <laughs> psychedelic chat yeah. but it's amazing how it opens up these you know doors for us to be able to just heal our traumas and you know our parents, our grandparents, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's not your responsibility to fix those things, but by healing yourself, you're you're generally doing that. And um, so I, I digressed a little bit, but going back to um, after doing all of this work in it for a long period of time, I have come to realize that um, people will not take responsibility for themselves. And and do ultimately keep putting all of their energy into other people to try and help them get through something that it's it's their job to do. Mm. Um, You know, going to go to therapy, don't go go to a doctor and get medication. If you seek the therapist first, they won't advise medication straight away. Mm. You know, don't put yourself in a, in a bad position or a worse position when you probably don't need it you know physical health drastically changes your mental health you might not even be depressed you might just have a virus sounds like a ridiculous notion 
but it's true. Yeah, I mean, the depression can come in so many different ways, can't it? And yeah. um, there are trauma-based ones. There are just, as you say, there are things that are diet or lack of exercise or, you know. Nutrient <laughs> depletion's a real thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, and it's, the, again, it's the awareness of that. I, 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 I guess I wanted to do this podcast again so we could just talk about, you know, the things that we do in our lives and, you know, what helps us. And it's not to say that's a, a one size fits all for everyone, you know, that people might take away a little bit of, you know, what we say and say, actually, I'm going to try that out. Or they might just be inspired to go and find out what works for them. And, you know, that's what we all got to find that medicine. I, I know I've mentioned that before. Um uh, I lost my train of thought, dog. <laughs> Thinking about medicine. Yeah. Um, no, no, but, but it, it's, yeah. it's also how people... I stopped getting a bit preachy about stuff. I actually stopped talking about mental health myself while we were doing Pilot Light. You know, I, I stepped out of it. I continued to be an ambassador, but, um, you know, I, I didn't want to keep talking about it because, actually, I, I knew I hadn't really cleared a few things in my life. Mm and drinking was a big part of that um you know uh and there are also people that talk to me about mental health and I'm, they're not really re- ready to put in or make certain changes to their lives and I'm like I can't help you no. I mean not that I could help people but it's just like you're telling me everything that's wrong with your mental health and yet and you'll continue to moan about it or you have antidepressants or these things it's like you know as an outsider looking in there are a few things that you could sort out in your life first so you don't have to take ssris or, or you know have certain things that you feel are support when it's not stop drinking stop doing that it's yeah. detrimental to your fucking health it's detrimental to your mental health stop fucking doing that take that out of your life and watch your you know your mental health improve i'm not saying it's the cure but at least get that out first and yeah. then we'll talk yeah i mean hitting Flat face first, rock bottom is um, definitely a uh, a life's lesson, and you will learn mm. a lot from it. But you actually don't really need to get there. And I think um, you know we we push and 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 keep pushing until we have um, you know been given the ultimatum. Mm. Like, but the ultimatum's there the entire time. You just don't realize it until it slaps you in the face. And you know we, um, like you, given all of these talks and seeing all of these things and 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 all of that stuff, I was aware that I hadn't fully finished dealing with stuff as well. Um, but I was also aware that, like you, just seeing that people weren't ready. You know, we we created this space for people to have um, open and honest conversation. And that ultimately was what we really wanted. Um, we just wanted to to make make it comfortable for people to be able to tell their boss they're having a shit day, or you know, or or, or not struggle alone. But um, I think when you you open up Pandora's box, you uh, you let all of the demons out too. It was, it, do you know what? You're absolutely right. People have asked me why I stopped talking about mental health, and it was, it's a fucking dark place to be. Mm. And you can help. And, it, you know, Pilot Light, I know it, it, it was only ever our intention to raise awareness around mental health in hospitality. And you know what? No one was doing it when we started that. 
and now there's a lot of initiatives, charities, campaigns. There was just, you know, I'm not saying we were the first. I'm sure that there was someone or something out there, but you know, it it wasn't. They weren't things that we could find. So we did our bit. We had no blueprint. We went out. We raised awareness. Started a conversation, and people with way more passion about it, or you know, skill, in fact, are doing it and doing amazing things, and I love that. Um, but I know the pair of us had to get out because it was dark, yeah. you know, and we had our dark moments, and the Pandora's box of it, where you know we, we're t- doing things from our own lived experience, and yet there were things that were coming out even the things about bullying it's just like shit I don't want to go down this witch hunt it's terrible I know it exists yeah. but I don't necessarily want to go down there I think it's you know that's I actually hadn't got the energy while I was fighting my own demons still to be going out calling out every person do you know what I mean and, and creating a you know a bullying me too movement yeah I mean I remember um, after the Boiling Point film was, was aired to a large number of um, famous celebrity status chefs and uh i ended up having a mini argument with one of them on on, on instagram because um it, the film wasn't aimed at anyone in particular but he obviously felt that it might have been um and he he reacted and and was talking about how detrimental that movie could be for the industry and and his business and or or the business of hospitality because it would prevent people from going to to visit such hostile people but everybody knew that that was what the industry was like beforehand i mean you when when you spoke to to someone and said told them what you did for a living they're like ah oh, you know so you're very much like Gordon Ramsay then it's like well no not everyone's like that but you know at the same time there was that there was a weird perception you were either rich because you were a chef which was funny or you were a dick <laughs> and uh, which, which are both entirely wrong but I, I think um, you know it I was getting tagged in things as well you know very recently Pilot Light was tagged in something um, to do with um, to do with how people were communicating about mental health online and I just looked at it and I was like why have you tagged me in this you know you, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon and try and protect you you're they're not wrong you're not wrong it's just yeah. how you perceive it and and if you're not prepared to um basically wake up a little bit and put the effort into yourself it's okay that you struggle it's still okay not to be okay mm. but you know if you're gonna remain in the not okay part because you don't want to do anything about it that's where it's not okay but um, and that's what I felt about my own mental health. I was, uh, you know, I wanted to go on a deeper dive of understanding. You know, we talked about this, the pillars. We we continue to talk about these pillars. But if the NHS are only suggesting five things, and you know, there's X amount of support out there, but it's not really getting to the core of what you know needs to be addressed. Sometimes, then I'm not advocating like kind of. Um, psychedelics all the time but that was something that I found and shit it started working but then that lead to opening other doors and even simple things like fucking taking an ice bath and or you know going to a fucking a cacao ceremony and drinking hot chocolate and singing songs you know all these things were just like wow they're making me feel good Mm. 
and like that's my lived experience so it's not going to be for everyone I know that and I can't stress that enough but we've got to step out of the paradigm that we think that this this you know raising awareness around mental health is important and it needs to be done but when you're there and when you're okay to talk about it then start looking outside of the mainstream paradigm because I think that's keeping people trapped in it and again I'll say it with a lot of conviction if you've but if you have bad mental health and you're still drinking you've got to fucking stop that yep that because there was just too many people that had come to me now listen i also know because i've suffered with addiction it's not always easy but some people don't have the addiction yep and they continue to drink so do you know and they're the problems or if you're not going out exercising or if you're eating shit food like there are certain things within our control start applying a few of those yeah there's and you'll no just get you, it will improve but we can't just sit there just moping and expecting stuff to get better because it, it ain't yeah. you've got a, you you know you have a responsibility to try, apply certain things to your life there's no one thing that is going to save the day no. it's a multitude of things you know it's very much like your regular medicine you know the, you get given a pill but ultimately there's a lot that has to happen to the body to finish fixing that thing mm we're exactly the same you know we talk about it a lot but you know we mentioned the psychedelics they've they've helped and they've helped massively but also so is diet change so is exercise so is taking time for ourselves yeah you know for for a start that's just four things a a variety of things that has seriously changed our lives yeah and we can go on you know meditation vitamin d you know there's there is just so much that we that we can apply and, and continue to search for more you know i've yeah. talked about 12 pillars becoming 13 14 it could be way more by the end of it do you know what yeah. i mean i haven't factored in a bunch of stuff that i'm just like maybe that is going to be so important that it has to be in my life at all time yeah and when it does that becomes a pillar yeah amazing well i i actually appreciate you um talking about the uh the trial and everything because it's a huge it's people don't know about it and also it has a huge impact yeah you know it's not something you go around talking about but it is um like you say it's a a significant part and um it was uh it's also something that you know now i'm kind of i'm thankful for because i'm so grateful for the person that i am now yeah but i've had to go through a lot of shit to get here and you know I, I there was a point where I never wanted to look at chapters of my life I, I put them away and hide them away mm. and now I could look through my life going yeah you did a lot you acted like a cunt on a lot of the fucking occasions <laughs> but do you know what I mean like you, you know you got through it you came full circle you became you know a decent person again and I'd like to think I'm a decent person I, I, I try not to be a, a dick that's it well there, there's you know there's no one in the world is um perfect but there is the progressive hunt for perfection yeah and you, you know you might get there by the time you're 90 and exactly. you've had a good kip i don't i don't need per- <laughs> perfection to be on a plate anymore it's just like try and be a perfect person just, just try and be better cool well have a sick time in canada cheers brother um i am jealous but <laughs> I'll, I'll speak to you then i'll catch you soon cheers Bye. mate
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 